you explain the rock child? Many of you, I'm sure, have seen the three little globes that hang around the pawn shop at the end of the pawn shop. That comes from three acorns off the Rothschild family crest. They were moneylenders to begin with in Austria, and they became, which they are now, the largest, the richest family in the world. They are not considered humans by the occult world. They're considered gods. They believe that God, sons and daughters of Lucifer, dwell in these human bodies. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report. Problem, reaction, solution. The Hegelian dialectic, the Belfort Declaration, Israel and the House of Rothschild. And our criminal politicians continue to profit from all of the bloodshed, war, and death. Egypt warned Israel that something big was coming, and those warnings were ignored. So one wonders how many people front-ran and profited from the blood money. Friends, it's all the same. There's nothing new under the sun, and Luciferians control this world. We discuss all of it in detail with my longtime friend, Big Swear. Thank you so much for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about an extremely important sponsor. We're in so much debt. We're driving up deficits so fast. We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. Gates goes on to joke that one of these Democrat senators received gold bars in alleged bribes. Gold bars, friends. Look, noble gold will help you survive the storm that is at our door. And now this month, Noble Gold Investments is handing out a free five ounce silver America the Beautiful coin if you qualify for an IRA. When you invest in gold and silver with Noble Gold Investments, you get harbor from the storm. Now always do your own due diligence before making any investment decision because there are no guarantees in life. But do not settle for financial uncertainty. Build a foundation to your portfolio with precious metals in physical form from Noble Gold Investments, which has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So why wait? Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. Think about this opportunity and then call 877-646-5347 and tell them SGT Report sent you. Noblegoldinvestments.com is the gold company I trust. Give them a call today. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in to this October 9th, 2023 edition of SGT Report with a longtime friend, a friend of truth, and somebody whose opinion I really trust. Bix Weir is on the line. You know the site, roadtoruta.com. Bix, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, thank you, Sean. It's a it's always exciting to talk to you in, in these crazy times we live in. And, you know, let's just get down and dirty. You can we know so much about what's going on behind the scenes and and we, we gotta tell the rest of the world. We do, because I am sick and tired of being manipulated at every turn, every single day, whether it's by this treacherous administration or treasonous politicians who profit from war and bloodshed and go long on military industrial complex stocks right before stuff like this happens. So now we're on the cusp of another war, which the USA will support. Israel just said if Syria gets involved Damascus will be destroyed and the United States will help Israel. This Israeli-Palestinian thing is all a manipulation. And what I have on the screen here is I want people to understand who basically owns Israel. I mean, food for thought. Here is the Belfort Declaration, the communications between Lord Rothschild and the British government promising to, at some point in history, help the Rothschilds reestablish the state of Israel, which then happened. And it's been bloodshed, nothing but bloodshed, pretty much ever since. And I'm not against the people of Israel or Jews, Bix. I think they're being manipulated, just like the American people are being manipulated, just like we've all been manipulated from birth. So I want to talk about this new conflict before we get into the precious metals data, which is absolutely stunning. What are your thoughts on anything I just said? And then I want to play a clip from John Todd about the Rothschilds. It's about a minute long. Um, when I when I heard. Um... Israel claimed this is our 9-11. This, this is the moment everything changed. It will never be the same. This is our 9-11. It took me a couple months in the beginning after 9-11 to, to understand that it, it was a false flag and, and kind of who was behind it. And now most people know that it wasn't uh, just the 19 hijackers acting alone. Well, as soon as I heard that, I'm like instantly thinking, okay, 
what is it about this situation that uh, is the same as 9-11? I'm seeing these buildings fall at free fall speed and I'm just having flashbacks. And literally, it took me maybe 30 seconds to figure out this is fake. And by the way, a false flag doesn't mean that no one dies. False flag means it is a terrorist attack. It's just for a different reason than what we're being told. Well, that's right. And what we're here to do is not take sides, guys. We're here to inform the public and provide the antidote to corporate propaganda. And I would say at this point in human history, Rothschild, Rockefeller propaganda. This is the promise from the government, the royals. His Majesty's government accepts the principle that Palestine should be reconstituted as the national home of the Jewish people. His Majesty's government will use its best endeavors to secure the achievement of this object and will discuss the necessary methods and means with the Zionist organization. Friends, if you think Hamas isn't also controlled by these same people, it's time to do a little digging into history. Bix, I'm getting sick and tired of the mainstream media and the powers that ought not be pointing fingers at people like you and I and David Icke and anybody else that would dare discuss these facts, calling us anti-Semitic. It's a joke. People need to wake up because these people want a global war. I mean, we were on the cusp of peace, we were told, in the Middle East. And now this. Yeah, the uh, the whole anti-Semitic term, they use it to throw out to stop people thinking. It's just like it almost exactly like you're a conspiracy theory or that's a conspiracy theory. It's like at that point in time, the the person's supposed to like turn off their brain. It's anti-Semitic. Boom. You're not allowed to question it. You just have to go with it and agree. And it's, it's complete bullshit. We've gotten ourselves in this position because of what we're not allowed to say. And I, I want everybody to think of, we are at a point in time when the, the banking system's about to fall apart. The governments are about to fall apart. They're losing all the traction in the Ukraine. They needed something big. And now we got it. Meanwhile, Ben Shapiro and others call for the absolute destruction of basically Gaza, because now Hamas will be the target. Think of all the children imprisoned in Gaza with no escape, nowhere to turn. Think of the bloodshed that's about to happen. I'm calling it the final solution, right? Israel will take what is left of Palestinian land. And this is not a hill I want to die on, Bix, but the truth needs to be told because we have been manipulated into every single war that I even know of, and probably more wars that I don't know of, including maybe the Civil War. But we were manipulated into World War One, World War Two, the Vietnam War, war in Iraq, war in Afghanistan, Syria. Libya was destroyed by NATO and Hillary. It never ends. Problem, reaction, solution. So it, who are the Rothschilds? Oh, go ahead. It, every single war that I've researched all gets back to the bankers. Every single time it gets back to some kind of banking situation that had to be changed or dealt with, and then they turn it into some, you know, crazy reason to go to war. It's it, it is our controllers. Our controllers are those bankster mobsters that literally play with our lives. And and we have so much more information now, but but still, I mean, there's so many. I live in California. It's like walking zombies. They they refuse to admit that anything is wrong with this situation. I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs. There's, there's a lot of silent people in California who absolutely know what's going on, but that's the problem. They're too silent. We have to stop being silent. We have to get there and scream at the top of our lungs. And if we're, if we can't do it on YouTube, obviously we can't. Um, Twitter is better now, which is great. And hopefully it'll stay that way, but there's just so much censorship, obfuscation, um, demonization of standing against Ukraine, for example. Now it's going to be Israel. Oh, we have to give $100 billion to Israel so that they can lob nukes on Iran and just blow up the whole Middle East. It is insane. We have to stop it. We have to stop it if we want to stand a chance as a human species. All right, these people manipulate and manipulate and manipulate. They've dumbed down the world to accept all of this as normal and none of it is normal. And by the way, you mentioned Twitter. That wretched CEO that Elon just put into power, she has basically said, sure, you've got free speech, just no free reach. If we don't like what you're saying, well, nobody will hear it. So that's why I'm back on Twitter, but I haven't gained really a single follower in months and nobody sees my stuff. I have no reach. But here's a bigger point. Egypt warned Israel that something big was coming and those warnings were ignored. 
And now we've got over a thousand slaughtered people in Israel. And now Israel is unleashing all its weaponry on Gaza. And it is just going to be more Rothschild bloodshed. So Rothschilds is trending today on Twitter. So who are the Rothschilds? Here's John Todd's thoughts on who these people are. You explain the Rothschilds. Many of you, I'm sure, have seen the three little globes that hang around the pawn shop at the Illinois pawn shop. That comes from three acorns off the Rothschild family crest. They were moneylenders to begin with in Austria, and they became, which they are now, the largest, the richest family in the world. They are not considered humans by the occult world. They're considered gods. They believe that gods, sons and daughters of Lucifer, dwell in these human bodies. And when the humans die, the Rothschilds die, they go into the next Rothschild born. And they're not to be treated as men, they're to be treated as gods. And believe me, they are treated as gods. Their word is absolute law. That's the Rothschilds. They created, they founded the Illuminati, and they, not many people can't understand why a family of Rothschilds would create a conspiracy for a takeover that they never hoped to see fulfilled. Well, that's because witches believe in reincarnation. They believe that they would be alive during that time to see it happen. Bix, I want to say just a couple of more things, but uh, do you have any response to what John Todd just said there? No, it's, it's it's true as far as I can tell. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Rothschild who owns Seed & Company where all assets are kept. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Seed & Company. You know, for those who don't understand, when you make a trade in the stock market electronically versus, you know, via Schwab or whoever your broker is, those trades take what, Bix, what is it, two to three days to settle? And we wonder, Bex, we've talked about this. We did an important broadcast that went viral about Seed and Company. The dirty secret History Channel doesn't want you to know because you unleashed the truth about Seed and Company in an interview. I think it was History Channel, wasn't it? And they didn't broadcast your truth. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to show the world what happened on um, during Hurricane Sandy. They flooded uh, 55 Water Street and $36 trillion worth of paper assets got destroyed and then they pumped it out and set it on fire. <laughs> the The reality is everything is now digital. So that helped them go digital with a lot of these things that they you know, didn't want known, but all that, every digital asset out there, for example, your mortgage is now on a mortgage backed security. It's held at the DTCC, the depository clearing trust and clearing corporation, but it's all held in the name of seed and company. And that would be almost every asset on the planet, all stocks, all bonds, all securities, all mortgages that are, are financed. It is crazy. And they did, a, they did an investigation back in the 70s in Congress to find out who owned Seed and Company. And it was an actual person. And a lot of people thought it was the Queen of England. They've never said who it was. It, it could have been a Rothschilds. Who knows? It could have been whoever is above the Rothschilds. It could have been E.T. Who the hell knows? But the reality is they think they own everything. And what you guys are seeing on the screen here is Lord Rothschild pointing the finger right square in the chest of Prince Charles, then Prince Charles, now the king. You know, they do have a chummy relationship, but you wonder really who has more power. And I've always questioned that. Who does have more power? The bankers to the royals? or the royals who own more land than anyone else on earth, we're told. It's very puzzling, but it's all part of the Illuminati and the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, are part of the Illuminati. The Rothschilds, in fact, established the Illuminati, as John Todd just told us. And I interviewed Nathan Reynolds, the Reynolds family being another one of these 13 Illuminati bloodline families, Bix, and Nathan Reynolds got out by the skin of his teeth. He got out of that Illuminati family when he found out the cost of his inheritance was going to be his firstborn daughter, Naomi. That's just, these people are so evil and so vile. We, we, we have to rid the, the entire planet of them. And the only way to do that is to expose it. And, you know, we're getting closer because none of this stuff we're talking about today, anybody was very few people were talking about 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And, it's amazing. The the spread of information is the only thing that could um, help us to get rid of these people. It just, it's not going to be easy. And oh, by the way, they set it up so that if they get taken out, the entire global monetary system gets destroyed and nobody has anything. So it's kind of like you take us out, everybody's gone. Right. You know, as I was preparing for this interview today, I basically surmised the exact same thing, which is this. 
the reason that they have kneecapped silver and gold and made silver basically kind of worthless, right, is because they want us all on their central bank digital currency. When they do this great reset, they don't want anybody finding safe harbor in any other asset class. So if they crash the entire system and bring everybody to their knees, then the world will beg them for a solution. And their solution is a central bank digital currency. If you guys think I'm crazy, if you think I don't have merit to what I'm saying, I want you to understand this. The silver price in 2011 hit a high of $48.70. The average closing price in 2011 for silver was $35.12. The U.S. national debt in 2011 was $14.7 Flash forward to today. We just passed $33.5 trillion in national debt and silver is at 22 bucks. <laughs> I, I just talked about that this morning in my podcast. Um, yeah, we're at uh, silver is at like 20 or 44% of its all time high from 1980, whereas gold's uh, two and a half times what it what its all time high was. And the reason is the banks have all the gold. The, the criminal bankers have all the gold. Um, they don't have the silver. They they tried to get it through JP Morgan buying, you know, 1.2 billion ounces while they were rigging the price. And then the Trump administration took them down there. I think that that silver is gone. I think uh, it was set up in a deal to go through Bank of America, who all of a sudden took out this monster silver uh, derivative position into the hands of I think it was Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett all of a sudden went full-on uh, Bank of America back at the time. And I'm like, why? Why was Buffett doing that? Buffett, I always thought, was working with the good guys to try to take down the, the bankers, starting with you know the 1999 purchase of all that uh, silver, the second largest at the time besides the Hunt brothers. And uh, it, it's really interesting. If Buffett is the one ultimately ending up with this physical silver, I think he's going to give it back to the United States. Just from what I understand about Buffett and his dad, Howard Buffett, who was uh, a congressman in the 40s trying to get the people to go back to a gold standard. Buffett lies when he says gold's nothing. He lies when he says, oh, the only reason I bought silver was uh, because there was a supply-demand deficit. Well, there's a supply, huge supply-demand deficit now. So I, I think it is Buffett. I don't know yet. I don't have proof of that. But from the information I've gleaned from many different sources, um, I think he's in there and he got all that silver away from J.P. Morgan. Where does Buffett live? Is that Omaha, Nebraska? Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. He it, refuses to go to New York. He hates New York bankers. His father taught him well. His father was an amazing American. And if you read uh, Buffett's biography, you'll know exactly what uh, Buffett thinks down deep about uh the criminal banksters and all that. And he's, he's definitely a patriot working to save America. Well, if that was the case at one point in human history, I wouldn't doubt it, but uh, I wonder if that's the case anymore, because first of all, I think you're right. Buffett was basically cornering the silver market. Wall street basically said to him enough, he sold his position for a small profit. And in 2008, at the peak of the global financial crisis, you'll recall, the legendary investor invested $5 billion in Goldman Sachs, one of the heads of the snake. And what do you get in return? A $3 billion profit. So when Wall Street needed help, who bailed him out? Warren Buffett. He provided liquidity to one of these criminal banks and they but survived. The, but the question would be that I have, because a lot of this stuff, you know, behind the scenes, who do we know? Maybe it was that that was the bad guys trying to, you know, the good guys weren't prepared yet. And maybe they were trying to take it out so that the only choice we had was to go to, uh, you know, them being in charge of the next monetary system. Remember, this was before cryptos too. There was no CBDC in the works. Now there, there is. I don't think the people would ever stand up and say, "Okay, uh, you guys, you people who got us in all this trouble, the banks, the BIS, World Economic Forum, you, you guys are going to be the, the deciders of the next um, monetary system." I don't think so at all. And as a matter of fact. It looks pretty much to me from what the Mint has said and what the Mint has done in pre preparation for the changing of the guard as far as monetary system. Um, I think we're going back to gold and silver, constitutional money. And will it be attached to some kind of blockchain so it's easier to use? Yeah, you could do that pretty easy as long as you understand the blockchain you're using. Is it a CBDC that is controlled by the Fed and the 
the treasury or is it a standalone uh blockchain like bitcoin we can we could run gold and silver off the bitcoin blockchain and bitcoin is literally you can see every transaction there's nothing hiding you can't create more than 21 million tokens and yeah i mean you can create different kinds of blockchains we just have to be smart enough to to make everything transparent there will be no we need a situation where we don't have to trust who controls the money the money is standalone gold and silver are great that way there is a problem with gold though and that would be we don't know how much gold there is in the world that's the biggest problem i see with gold we can find out you know there's been tons of information on the grand canyon gold gold at chocolate mountain gold at uh, yamasha's gold I think there's over 2 million tons. Everybody's saying there's 200,000 uh, tons. But yeah, we're going to, the next monetary system, we can't allow them to choose it. We have to choose it ourselves. Meanwhile, the bond market is in trouble and it is a market that dwarfs the stock market. So do you want to talk about the data in precious metals? Because I think it's shocking, right? What's going on in the COMAX, all the phony baloney paper trades on a daily basis. Should we start there or should we start with bonds? I'll read this from Game of Trades. The stock market is in trouble. Yield curve steepening from inverted levels has coincided with sharp market declines. Is this time different? We are drowning in debt. I'll go back to the debt clock. We're drowning in global debt, Bix. And whenever we hit this in 50-year cycles, there's always some sort of great reset or a debt jubilee. But I don't think we're going to get a debt jubilee if the Rothschilds in the World Economic Forum Vipers get what they want, which is a great reset where we all own nothing for the rest of human history and we live on their slave plantation. That's what they want, Bix. I, I agree. Um, debt jubilee is interesting thought because one man's debt is another man's asset. So a debt jubilee would mean anybody who held bonds would get zero for those bonds. Everybody who was in debt would have no debt. So not only would you lose your debt, you'll lose your electronic assets as well. So, and I do think that is what is going to happen, but it won't be somebody deciding that. It'll be the collapse of the derivative market. We'll take out a couple of these big banks, which will take out everything else. And we do have to come to that point. Uh, Greenspan called a creative destruction event. It's not like we're going into socialism where the government takes over. It would be a destruction of what, where all these electronics assets reside now. And then a re we're going to have to reallocate assets. Now, Greenspan's plan to do this was reallocating uh, money in the United States according to social security balances. You know, give everybody like a base amount of money. It'd probably be gold and silver. And then according to how long you've been working in the system paying into, you would get uh, a little extra for your, uh, you know, years of service. That way, it's more fair that way because like people who have been working the longest, the older people are, who are getting absolutely screwed by the social security security system will be the most well off. And then other people will just keep working. Um, it's not a perfect system. And, and, you know, with the road to Ruta documents, they weren't even sure if the people would accept it, but that's the key. It, coming out of the fed, the road to Ruta documents really showed I mean, there's a teacher's guy that had 68 questions that are unanswered. Like who would be in charge of mining gold if, if we go to a gold standard? You know, what happens if there's a big, gigantic gold mine found and all of a sudden the, the amount of gold triples in the world? Things like that, unanswered questions, but they are left to the to the people to decide, not to the Fed, not to the Treasury, not to the World Bank. Well, let me point out one more thing, too, and I want people to really think about this. If you work for a giant corporation, right, they have these different departments, right? Every single corporation and even small companies now have what they call a human resources department. Mm -hmm. The powers that ought not be, the Rothschilds, the Illuminati, they literally view us not only as chattel, but as renewable resources, right? They can harvest their renewable resources through things like wars. So I want people to really let this sink in. This is blood money. What you're looking at on my screen right now is literally blood money. Recall that I mentioned that Egypt warned Israel that something big was coming and those warnings were ignored. Certainly, given the gravity of what's just happened in Israel, it's lunacy to think that there wasn't a stand down of some type. And it's lunacy to think that people didn't position themselves for profit before the event, those who had foreknowledge. Look at the numbers, the returns in these defense stocks. If you knew, if you had foreknowledge of 
something that would cause these stocks to pop like this, you would position yourself, not just in the stocks, but in options, call options. And instead of getting a return of 6%, you would multiply that return many, many times. This is the grift, guys. This is the grift as they harvest their human renewable resources through bloodshed and death. And the USA's criminal politicians profit from all of it. It is blood money. Bix, maybe that should be the title of this video, blood money. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein both uh, had the same setup. Their their husbands were hedge fund guys. So they they funnel information to them. They, they're buying $100 million houses and bullshit like that. They, everybody, not everybody in Congress, but a vast majority of Congress plays that game. Um, we need to throw them all out and, and start fresh. I heard somewhere that it's uh, close to 33 to 35 million people now work directly or indirectly for the federal government. That's a hell of a lot of people to work for a government. The federal government is supposed to be very small. Everything else was supposed to be left up to the states. You know, you follow the Constitution. And now we have this federal government is just massively bloated when the when the banking system falls apart and the the monetary system falls apart. You're going to have quite a bit of people ready to get back to work in the United States, but they're not going to be working in some cushy government job that you don't really have to work that hard because you're never going to get fired. Well, that's right. And then when they do that to a republic like ours, a formerly healthy, strong republic, when they get everybody on the government dole and get the majority of the people who are even employed working for government in some aspect, then they neuter the population. There is no revolt. There is no revolution because everybody knows big daddy government is providing their paycheck to put food on the table. The system is so sick and so broken. And meanwhile, I think there's some truth here from Donald J. Trump. He shared today, the same people that raided Israel are pouring into our once beautiful USA through the totally open southern border at record numbers. Are they planning an attack within our country? Crooked Joe Biden and his boss, Barack Hussein Obama, did this to us. And I think he's right. What happens, Bix, if they activate these tens of thousands, millions of military aged men at some point in the near future to do basically what we're seeing happen in Israel? That's a reality. That could happen, Bix. Oh, absolutely. It could happen. But I mean, the good thing is um, we are a heavily armed citizenry. (laughs) We all have lots and lots of guns, maybe not in California. I think I own all the guns in California, (laughs) but throughout the country, we are heavily armed. There there can never be like China. I I was watching years ago um, some plans that, uh, you know, war games type of planning that China was like, okay, we can we can send a million people into the United States. And they're like, no, we can't. They're all armed. I mean, everybody's armed. There's so many guns out there. And um, yeah, I don't, I, if, it, if it comes to that, people will pull out their guns and, and walk around packing. I have, I have, I, I think it will come to that. And very quickly people will put down any type of uh, terrorist things that, that go on in the chaos that happens. Um, and I also think we have good guys within government who have been tapping our phones, everybody's phones. It would be very hard in today's day and age to um, to secretly create something like that. Um, I think I think the U.S. government taps everything and anything. I even heard they can they can listen in on conversations through the socket of your electricity in your house. So it, it would be very hard to orchestrate something like that, um, although I think they are. I think there are a lot of sleeper cells, and but I also think that the good guys within the U.S. are, are shutting them down as, as best they can and will continue to. But I think when the people pull up arms and say, okay, we've had enough, it's over, um, and everybody's walking down the street with a gun in hand, a lot of people. Uh, peace and calm and clarity will happen when we have a, a world like that. It, it sounds like it'd be so dangerous, but in reality is why, why would you like carry a gun and cause shit? If you knew that your neighbor was going to shoot you yeah. or you, somebody, you know, everybody was armed in the grocery store. You're trying to steal stuff from things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Trump just took heat on John Oliver's show, the HBO show with John Oliver tomorrow today or whatever it's called. I was watching that with my wife And uh, I do find that show interesting because it's well-written, but it's always a flip-the-script narrative, right? So in this particular piece on John Oliver, he made incredible fun of Donald J. Trump, who just recently said, 
We should return the power to the people and looters should be shot on site, right? That would stop the looting of the CVSs and the Targets and the Walmarts and the closing down of these stores in these inner cities real quickly if shop owners had the right to shoot dead those who would come in to loot the business. I don't think he's wrong. I think he's 100 percent right. But of course, the lefties say, well, that's preposterous. Yeah, the lefties are going to, you know, they didn't get the guns. They didn't arm up. They'll be saying, oh, my God, what's happening? You know, come in, Mr. Government, and protect us. See, the lefties would love a socialist type world like that. Whereas, you know, the majority of Americans don't want that. And yeah, that would end that problem. You have the right. Anybody's on your property and trying to steal your, your whatever you have, you have the right to shoot them. There you go. Problem solved. Well, yeah, because you have the right to life liberty and property, right? Life, you can defend your life with deadly force. Why can't you defend your property with deadly force? Well, you can in Texas, right? If somebody storms your home, you shoot them dead. Anywhere. Absolutely. I got to tell you, Bix, we're all sick and tired of the manipulation. And by the way, you mentioned being spied on, being spied on by our appliances. And I got one for you, LED smart bulbs. Now, you know, sleepy, creepy, crooked Joe's in the pocket of the World Economic Forum. He just, with a stroke of a pen, banned incandescent, healthy, warm light, light bulbs, the traditional light that we've all had for 100 years. He banned those light bulbs in the United States, mandating that we can only put in our homes these unhealthy spy bulbs, these LED bulbs. And I can't remember if it was my guest, Deb Tavares, was it Brent Johnson? One of my recent guests, maybe it was Todd Callender, just told me that if you look at the fine print, the legal print on some of the boxes of the smart bulbs, the LED bulbs, it says, when you buy this bulb, you give up your right to privacy. These bulbs can spy on us, man. Yep. I, I have no doubt. And, you know, I, I thought about trying to uh, hide myself back in 2001 when I when I first started working with GATA. And I'm like, OK, I have two choices. I try to hide from everything government wise and, and get my stuff out there somehow. Or I just come out and say my name and and you know, get in the mix, get in the fight. And I decided to get in the mix. Um, but there is nowhere to hide. That's That was my ultimate understanding is there's nowhere to hide. So you're going to have to get in the fight and you're going to have to be visible if you want to save your country. Couldn't agree more. The writing's on the wall. It's time for everybody to wake up. The storm is at our front doorstep. Okay, so let's talk about the salt in the wound. On October 2nd, I'll come back to this Apple thing. On October 2nd, here's the chart. I emailed you to set up this interview, and as fate would have it, this event in Israel happened right before our interview, and I knew you'd be able to help me process it. So I appreciate that. But let's turn our attention to the salt in the wound. On October 2nd, 2023, platinum plummeted 29 bucks to 897. It was down three and a half percent. Gold fell 20. To 1843, it was down 1.1%. And silver plummeted $1.7 to $21.45, down nearly 5% on the day. And I emailed you, said, Bix, I got to get you on to talk about this absolute joke, this shit show. Sorry, folks, that's what it is. It is an absolute joke. And they don't want the people to have any wealth. They don't want people to store wealth. They don't want people to hand down wealth. They don't want people to generationally be able to inherit wealth. They want to tax us to death. They all want us on their plantation, which is their slave system, their surf system. So let's talk about this joke because the salt in the wound is this, Bix. In 2011, when silver closed the year at an average price of 35, and I was buying silver, and you were buying silver, and our listeners were buying silver, which was a smart trade because we know the data, we know the numbers, we know it's actually a precious metal that has value. Well, we've been rewarded with basically a 40% decline in our investments. Meanwhile, we could have bought Apple at 12, which is now at 177. What the heck happened for absolutely no reason on October 2nd that caused silver to plummet 5% as the national debt continues to skyrocket? I mean, I've been dealing with the silver market manipulation for 23 years now. Um, with silver market is a futures and options market. That's all they have. There is no real physical silver uh, exchange where you go with your US dollars and buy silver. You, you can do it at your local coin shop, but they all take prices from the comics. Comics is futures and options trading, and they trade literally, I think Friday traded at 450 million ounces of electronic bullshit silver trading back and forth to the same people going back and forth to control the price. 
I've been exposing this for I can't tell you how long. The price of silver that you see quoted on the comics, which is broadcast around the world, is a lie. It is a total and complete joke. And without the derivative shorting, naked derivative shorting of silver, silver should be five, ten thousand dollars an ounce today. This has been going on since, oh, geez, you can go back to the 1850s to the opium wars. It was all about silver. But really, when the invention of computers and derivative trading started in the early 70s with Alan Greenspan's programs he wrote and the creation of the CFTC, which runs cover for the manipulation, there has not been a free a, any day that silver has been freely traded in the past 50 years. It's just a fact that we got to understand. And, and it's, it's a matter of fact, it's so important to, and it, and it really shines a light on it when the worst things happen in the world, wars break out, nine 11, stuff like that. That is the day it's most important for the riggers to sit on the price of silver, sit on the price of gold. Do not let it move up control, control, control. Otherwise people run into that. The price goes through the roof and all of a sudden your government loses track of, of controlling the prices. Now, they gave themselves that ability to rig legally rig prices in 1933 um, and 1934 when they signed the, the Gold Act, which confiscated the gold, but it also gave the U.S. Treasury the ability to uh, manipulate prices of any commodity and any stock, any bond, anything. So, yeah, we've been under that control for a very long time. That's why I'm, I advocate closing down the CFTC. We won't know free, freely traded fair market value of silver until the comic shuts down. Well, the point I make every time you're on is just to remind the audience that there's only between 700 and 900 million ounces of silver in physical form that are mined on planet Earth in a year, globally. And... At $22 an ounce, even if we were just to say, okay, it's a billion ounces a year, which it's not. Let's say it's a billion ounces a year that are mined. That's a $22 billion annual market, the physical silver supply. And meanwhile, Wall Street and Jeffrey Christian and all these snakes, they call it a trillion dollar annual market. How in the world could silver be a trillion dollar market when all of the silver mined in a year is only worth 22, 23 billion, Vix? Well, they they actually called it a five trillion dollar market when? in an article on oh in the Financial Times. But they're right. You know how they're right? They're counting all the derivatives of silver as well. They're counting all the the uh, uh, Comex trades. They're counting all the LBMA trades and other crazy. It's not even a market; it's an exchange. They're counting all the like the ETF trades. If you look at the volume of trades, yeah, it's a five trillion dollar market. But that's what it takes. It takes $5 trillion worth of derivatives to control this tiny, tiny market that it's just like 800 million ounces a year are mined and 60% of that are consumed in industrial uses. I mean, it's such a tiny market, but it's amazing that it takes $5 trillion a year to control that price. God, that's stunning, isn't it? Well, that's how the numbers add up. And of course, because we live in an inverted world where everything is upside down, and the people are taught basically wrong. Everything people know is basically wrong, right? The CIA bragged about that. We will know our mission is complete when almost everything the American people believe is wrong. Bix, it, we're like fish in a fishbowl who don't know we live in a fishbowl. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And and that uh, screen you're showing right there, with the, I have that at the, the top of my website. That's the unrealized losses for the second quarter of the banks. They started going up again. Uh, I, I just read a calculation that that's already risen above 800 billion in losses for the third quarter, and we're only a, for the for, for the sorry for the end of the yeah the end of the third quarter, and that that information doesn't get printed until I think it's December, and then already in October with the rise of the the bonds the the bond yields every time a bond yield rises, the value of that bond goes down. And even, even the beginning of the year when Silicon Valley Bank was getting killed by this exact information, um, since that time, bonds have gone up one full percentage point. 
So every bank that was in trouble at the beginning of the year, which was most banks, are even more in trouble now. And it's just a time when, okay, when's the next run on the banks going to happen? And at that point in time, they, the FDIC is not going to bail out people who have money over, over $250,000 for insurance. It's going to be a big, big problem for like Apple Corporation and these companies with literally billions and hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars in the banking system that is completely uninsured. I want to keep talking about precious metals because when I listen to your updates, you always provide data that kind of curls my toes, right? It gives you goosebumps because it's so staggering, the level of the corruption. But And so please do share more of that. I know you have juicy nuggets you can share with the audience about how palpable the investment opportunity is in silver in physical form, given all of the debt. So silver in physical form is a tangible asset. It is a precious metal. Go try to find it in your backyard. Go to your local bank. Ask if they have some in the vault. Go to Target. Go to Walmart. Go to a coin shop and see how much actual physical silver they have to sell on any given day, guys. They are trying to manipulate us into owning nothing and being happy. So I want to continue to talk about precious metals, but let me ask you this. Regarding Bitcoin and Michael Saylor's bet, you mentioned Apple. Michael Saylor and the company he helmed as the CEO for so many years, MicroStrategy, has bet its company's treasury on Bitcoin as a ballast against this massive inflation that can no longer be hidden. We are about to hit hyperinflation. I don't think they can hide it. So here's my question regarding Bitcoin, and then maybe we'll get back to precious metals and silver. Do you think Michael Saylor will be a hero or a loser? I mean, has he made the right call? Because he's very smart, he's very lucid, and he made a very, very big bet on Bitcoin. Yeah, he, he made a massive bet on Bitcoin. Um, I think his problem is he's not, he's looking at uh, Bitcoin as the only answer in the future, where I think gold and silver also answers if I was him, I'd do half in Bitcoin, not not just Bitcoin, though. He's a Bitcoin maximalist, meaning it's Bitcoin, but everything else is useless. Now, a lot of what the cryptos have been built from are just complete scams. The DeFi thing we knew was a joke and ridiculous, and, and the CFTC and SEC allowed it to happen so they could crash the price and just steal everybody's wealth. Now they're saying, okay, we're going to allow ETFs and uh, futures and options, all this stuff to be traded in Bitcoin, but that's how they control the price. I do think cryptocurrencies will be used after the crash, and, but it's going to take a while. The, the crash will be total and complete. If you don't have your assets in your own possession, when these big banks go down, you can kiss them goodbye. Your 401k, your anything held by a third party, and that's the beauty of Bitcoin. It doesn't have to be held by a third party. As you know, the people at FTX found out, if you any third party risk, you're going to lose. So yes, Michael Saylor, I, I'm not sure if he holds his, his Bitcoin in his own possession. I would assume he does. But if he doesn't, then he'll be screwed as well. I think he has a problem in that I think he used some leverage to buy Bitcoin. That is a huge problem. The bankers can click a mouse and put the price of Bitcoin at zero, just like they did with oil, just like they're, they'll probably do with silver. They'll probably put it at minus $40 because all these prices we see on the exchanges are fake. And you can tell by the volumes. Bitcoin was trading like five times as volume of the total Bitcoin out there every day when uh, for a while with the, the Binance China uh, exchange going at full bore. So the problem today is rehypothecation of assets. The trading of assets that you don't have, nobody has. And I think everybody's going to suffer some pain when that happens. And then we get to the other side. After the crash and everybody loses everything, you have what you have in your hands. And then we got to start up markets again. And how's that going to look? Um, it's not going to be uh, derivatives on the comics. I guarantee you that. It's not going to be these crazy crypto exchanges that basically the exchange rigs the price while everybody watches it. It won't be that. It'll be more peer-to-peer. Um, exchanges that don't have a middleman. Reggie Middleton invented a great way to do that. They gave him a patent for it, and then they threw him in jail, monetary jail. Um, so the future is going to be very different than the present. Just keep that in mind when you're, you're looking at cryptos. I don't think cryptos are going to be very viable during the crash. Everything's about after the crash for cryptos. With gold and silver, yeah, during the crash, I think we're going to see some moves as, but but then again, you got the comics is the only place we can determine price. 
So there'll be come a time when you won't be able to get any physical silver or gold. And um, I, you know, Cliff High loves to say, yeah, you're going to see $600 silver, but you're not going to want to live in a $600 silver world. And I think we're coming to that, that point where uh, everything is up in the air. You know, I wonder about that a lot when people say that. And I'm not saying he's wrong. He's probably right, actually, because silver is so valuable. But, uh, you know, when uh, Apple had a $6 billion market cap in 2002, 2003, and now it's a $3 trillion company, I mean, it's just a place to put the fiat, right? These stocks. It's a place for the fiat to hide. I often wonder if that won't be the case with Bitcoin, right? One way to stem the tide of inflation and keep the money out of the system is to create a giant Bitcoin bubble. That's one thesis I've had for quite some time. By the way, the reason I'm scrolling through uh, Max Kaiser's feed here, guys, is I just wanted to share an aside and I can't find it. But uh, it was recently when Russell Brand was going through all his trouble with the mainstream media targeting him as a rapist that Max Kaiser tweeted a reminder to folks. This is a rich get richer thing. It'd be good to be buddies with Max. After doing an interview with Russell Brand in 2014, Max Kaiser gave Russell Brand 1,000 Bitcoin. Bix, help me do the math on that. 1,000 Bitcoin today at $27,000 Bitcoin is 27 million fiat dollars. Yeah. I mean, for those of us who've been in crypto a very long time, I remember buying Bitcoin at like 200 bucks. I wish I would have kept a lot of it because, you know, a lot of people bought Bitcoin early and then saw all the potential for other crypto things to explode even higher, be more useful than Bitcoin. And I, I agree with it, but don't forget the criminal regulators and bankers are going to do everything they can to stop Bitcoin until they're ready, until they've accumulated enough, stop other cryptocurrencies until they, they control it. And that's uh, exactly what has we've been seeing going on with the SEC, uh, Gary Gensler, the same Gary Gensler that uh, didn't bust JP Morgan for stealing all the silver back in uh, 2011 during the silver slam, uh, the drive-by shooting, as we call it. And now he's in charge of the SEC, and, and uh, he taught cryptocurrencies at uh, MIT. Um, he's knee-deep with the banks, trying to destroy any kind of uh, ownership of cryptocurrencies by the people. And he wants to move that all, all over to the, the banking cabal, and it's, he's just horrific human. I couldn't agree more. He's a Goldman snake. He's a Goldman Sachs oh, snake. Yeah. Well, and he did his job at the CFTC, right? He didn't do his job for the people to rein in the manipulation in the paper markets of gold and silver. No, he did the bidding of the international criminal banks to allow for it to continue with just slaps on the wrists when there were fines at all. And so the precious metals manipulation continued in earnest under Gary Gensler's leadership. And now as the head of the SEC, the snake shows its true colors by coming after the crypto markets, by coming after Bitcoin, by coming after all of it, by not approving a Bitcoin spot ETF when he's long ago approved a Bitcoin futures ETF, which allows for the manipulation of Bitcoin through the futures markets. It's so criminal. You're right. He's a snake from hell. <laughs> a snake from hell. That's, and the interesting thing for me as a silver bug we were all we had thousands of people writing the uh, CFTC about JP Morgan rigging the silver market in 2008 and 2000 all the way up to 2015 so they 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 ran an investigation on JP Morgan and other banks so for 5 years they were sitting on the desk of these traders and they came out at the end and said no there's no manipulation going on and then Trump gets in and they get busted for tens of thousands of instances of price manipulation in silver between 2008 and 2016. And, and for five years, the regulators were sitting on the traders' desks watching this happen, and they didn't do a thing about it. And the reason that should resonate with everybody listening who owns precious metals is that you, dear listener, have been the victim of this criminal monetary and financial manipulation. You have been a victim of these thefts. Because when they rig the markets, when they front run trades, they steal from the retail investor. They steal from all of us. They steal from our progeny. They'll let Apple go from 11 to 177 in 10 years. But you, dear listener, your silver goes from 35 to 22. We're all being victimized by this criminal banking cartel that runs the world. And meanwhile, I know my listeners don't love Bitcoin. Tough. Listen up. They will tell you that they're against Bitcoin because it allows for bad guys and criminals 
to traffic their wares using Bitcoin. When meanwhile, the world's reserve currency, the dollar, is the number one trade for terrorists. It's how they launder their money. It's what the Mexican drug cartels use. It's what's laundered through HSBC and Deutsche Bank and the other criminal banks. The dollar is a terrorist's wet dream. No wonder Obama, remember when Obama dropped off, what was it, a billion or two on a pallet to Iran in the middle of the night? You want to talk about terrorism? Why don't you just give a billion and a half dollars to the mullahs in Iran? Well, I I think uh, only part of that went to them. The rest came back to him and his cronies. It's kind of hard to trace the, the, you know, you you drop off a pallet full of hundred dollar bills. And oh, by the way, there was 10 pallets and we kept the other nine. Um, yeah, it, it's it's up, down and sideways, the corruption in the United States and around the world, truthfully. Um, and the, the creation of the derivative bubble at two point five quadrillion dollars now is the only thing that can solve this problem because it would wipe out every financial asset on the planet with the with within seconds when that pops. And I think it's coming. Hang on tight. And by the way, as you guys look at the screen here, look at the amount of money being spent every year to the military industrial complex in the Pentagon. $795 billion a year. The interest on the debt now is over $700 billion a year, quickly approaching a trillion dollars a year. And the point I wanna make to everybody listening is that if you are invested in a 401k, I'm sorry guys, even if you just have a S&P 500 index fund, you are somehow at least a little bit culpable to this genocide and to this harvesting of renewable resources called human beings on planet Earth via war. Catherine Austin Fitz talks about this a lot. Everybody's happy as long as their stocks go up, as long as their portfolio goes up in value. And she did a study about this that she called the little red button. She did a panel discussion or took a poll of people and asked them, if you knew that by hitting a little red button, you could end all of the war and disease and famine on this planet, but it would require you to lose your investments in these companies and lose money. How many people would do it? The majority said they wouldn't hit the little red button, Vix. That's true. And and it's, it's sad, but it is, uh, it's a reality. I mean, and the ramifications of hitting that button, um, it's beautiful. If, if there's no money, there's no war. Fiat currency was created in order to enable nations to go to war without levying the taxes uh, outright on populations. Right. The, the- the, the population still pays for it, pays for a stealth tax called inflation. Right. But fiat currency was invented long before the Fed. Right. And it was invented at the outset from the beginning in order to fund the cause of war. Right. The cause of war. Since the creation of the Fed and unbacked fiat money and derivatives and all that, we've had war after war after war. I think Trump was the only president who didn't have a war. Yeah. And that's that's how they make their money and that's how they get us in under their control. And um, we need to end it. We need to be the generation that ends it. Well, from your lips to God's ears, you know, I always love having you on. You're like a kindred spirit. You're like a brother from another mother, Bix. And uh, I think before we go, though, since you are a keeper of so much knowledge about the manipulation of the precious metals markets, do you have a good nugget you could drop on the audience? Drop some truth. Drop some truth on the audience about the manipulation of precious metals via the COMEX, via futures, via paper derivatives. Maybe tell us what's going on with the LBMA and the COMEX. I think there's uh, smoke coming from the fire at the COMEX, which suggests to me that at some point this Ponzi comes to an end. But I don't know. They keep it stitched together. Well, I'd, I'd say two things. One, um, the COMEX is pretty much no longer a delivery method of physical silver. They used to every like three months, they'd have a delivery month. Now nobody's using that, but they're using this thing called exchange for physical EFPs. So they'll take their COMEX contract, send it over to London for delivery. And this month, it looks like we're going to have the biggest month ever. The first week, they did 50 million ounces that way. Um, so keep an eye on that. You won't see you won't see the price of silver um, go up because of a shortage on the COMEX. They'd rather just shut that exchange down and say, oh, you know, we just don't have an exchange anymore for silver. Um, and call it a force majeure, call it whatever you want. Uh, maybe there's war stuff and Israel is going to spread and they'll just declare, oh, it's it's war, it's force majeure. Nobody has to pay off anything. But we're definitely getting near that end point where they run out of physical silver. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I think uh, if you have your silver in your own possession, 
if you own any mining stocks, I get it. I used to invest in mining stocks. It's like cheap money in the ground. But the reality of, of any country upholding the, the value of your shares after the crash, when there's no money for their citizens, they won't do it. It's going to be nationalization of mines, even in the U.S., I believe. Um, and yeah, it, you just need to look out for yourself now. Get your assets in your own possession. Everything else, get ready to kiss goodbye. You know what you're all seeing on the screen right now from Wall Street Silver is very, very true. And I literally thought about this yesterday, right, during NFL football. The Vikings hosted the Kansas City Chiefs and, of course, lost the Chiefs are pretty good, and uh, we don't need to get into the Travis Kelsey Pfizer relationship with Taylor Swift uh, promoting the bioweapon, masquerading as a vaccine, but that's real. And as you look at what you see on the screen here, at the beginning of that game, there was this whole ceremony with the pounding of the drums and the cheering from the audience all in unison from the Viking side. And it was very much this bread and circuses. You see the Roman Coliseum on the left. You see an NFL football stadium or college football stadium on the right. Give them bread and circuses, and they will never revolt. And I want to leave you guys with this. I retweeted this yesterday as well. Let's listen to somebody who I think speaks a lot of truth and isn't scared to speak truth to power. Dana White, who owns the UFC. Listen to this. Two of the most hated people on planet Earth right now are politicians and the media. They're trying to divide us. They're lying to us. They're Everybody's catching on and everybody's starting to get it now, right? We didn't get it two and a half, three years ago. Everybody's starting to get it now. I don't... I don't give a shit what the media does. I don't care what they do, what they say. They don't matter to me. They're not as powerful and they're not as influential as they think they are. I love that clip, Bix. I'll tell you why I love that clip so much. He speaks it so matter-of-factly and in common speak, like your neighbor. He says, we didn't get it three years ago, but now we're all catching on. We're starting to get it. And I think people are starting to get it. Those who can think, those who have eyes to see and ears to hear are starting to get the big picture, which is why Rothschilds is trending today on Twitter, which is why people are calling BS on another global war based on manipulation. At least I hope that's the case as Ben Shapiro foams at the mouth for more war, as the rhinos will foam at the mouth for more war. God help us, Bix. That's why we're going to title this episode Blood Money. Yeah, I, I have full faith in um and we do I, I think we do have to get pushed to a point where we need to a decision must be made one way or the other. But I, I have faith that the US, the people in the United States of America will return to our constitution and um expose what how just how evil these politicians are and these bankers are and and these uh, healthcare people are and um I see a great future for the US. It's just not gonna be as smooth as most people think. Yeah, it's certainly not going to be smooth at all. There's going to have to be a peaceful revolution and a rejection of central bank digital currencies, which Ron DeSantis says are dead on arrival should they try to come to Florida. And uh, I guess it'll be a red state versus blue state thing. But meanwhile, we've got these young military aged men flowing into the country completely unabated and in fact assisted by the treacherous, treasonous Biden administration. It's unbelievable, Bix. It's just truly, truly unbelievable. We have to pray for our country and pray for divine intervention. How do people follow you and sign up for Road to Ruta? I think it's a valuable resource. And I know you do your updates on YouTube pretty much for free. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to suffer through a couple commercials, but uh, yeah, uh, Road to Ruta on YouTube. And then I have a private road where I talk about things. I, you know, it's a dance about what you can talk about on um, YouTube. Uh, private road. Memberships two ninety nine for a year. Go to roadtoruta.com. There's also free email updates on the left side there. So go check it out. Check it out, friends. I'll try to remember to leave a link below, but it's real simple. Just type it in directly, roadtoruta.com. Our guest has been Bix Weir. Bix, you've been a friend a long time. Glad to know you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Take care. Take care, my friend. And to all of you still listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Just remember, the playbook they use, the card they use, from their deck of magic cards every single time is problem, reaction, solution. Who coined that based on the Hegelian dialectic? David Icke. Guys, it's time to wake up. They're manipulating us. And guess what? When the system runs dry and they're ready to do a great reset, all they have left to sell the American people is gaslighting and war. Don't fall for it. God bless you all, and I'll remind you every single day for free. Visit us directly at sgtreport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda and Mockingbird mainstream media Rothschild CIA lies. 
God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. Some ongoing studies with our colleagues in the medical branches of NATO have in fact shown that the use of nanoparticulate matter in a scatter arrangement can be used to incur what looks to be broad-scale epidemiological stroke epidemics. You may not necessarily incur a stroke, but you're going to begin to disrupt the network properties of the brain and as a result, engage something more of a long war's effect through the use of these types of matters where you now begin to influence the population in increasingly concentric circles of expansion.